Alrighty, I think we're on. Fantastic. Hey everybody, it's Michael from the Three Views On podcast coming to you from my drive from Campbelltown to Hobart uh, as a reciprocal deal with Paul and Simon. Look, I didn't tell them that I was going to do this, so I'm going to spring it on them when I get back. In fact, I'm going to keep the recording running as I leave my car and get into Simon's house um, to see just a bit of what it takes to get a Three Views On episode together. Look, it's been a fantastic day for me. I've been um, in the operating theatre doing some medical work. Lots of great fun to be had there, but definitely not for the faint-hearted. My last patient lost quite a bit of blood, um, but, you know, it was a really cool operation, and the surgeons there, man, they they do a fantastic job. Um, If you want to see people who know their craft and know it well, um, go and watch a surgeon do a surgery. Um, When things start to get a little bit hairy, it's when you really see the true craftsmanship come out and they they just excel. It's it's something incredible to see. Um, That is odd. Yeah, so just to uh, let you guys know what's happening, uh, I'm cruising along the Midlands Highway um, and there've been like these unmarked cars um, police ones that have gone past with the lights on uh, and sirens. I think I've seen like seven of them now, but they're not the classic. Like you know how sometimes you get you get unmarked cars that are like the Holdens. Uh, you look like you you know average Commodore. You can kind of tell this could be an unmarked car. I think there's one that's like the the SUV one as well, and you're like, I know that SUV. That's an unmarked car SUV. This is not what it's like at all. I think I saw one that was like a delivery van just a white standard delivery van another one that looked like an armoured car almost like black painted with like letters on the side like undercover sort of stuff another one was like a gardening vehicle um, with a trailer on the back that had a rake on top and then the other one was just like a tiny little compact um, little mini almost Um, so obviously there was some sort of undercover sting that's gone south and they're all cruising around uh, Launceston at the moment if you're hearing this, you may have heard about it on the news because this probably take ages to come out. Um, but yeah, just know that I drove past them and I was there. I helped justice be achieved on that day by not crashing into them. What else can I tell you? Man, it's already five minutes in um, and I'm running out of things to say. Let's let's tell you about married life. Because um, as you know, as avid listeners of the podcast, I got married on June the 11th. Had Paul and Simon... Uh, both come up for the wedding. Uh, it was incredible. What an, uh, an awesome day. Uh, we had floods in Launceston the whole week before, uh, which was pretty intense. Uh, my brother's girlfriend got evacuated from her house. She had to stay with Ruth. Um, roads were closed everywhere. We were getting messages from all our friends saying, hey, we're going to be able to actually get to your wedding. Is it underwater? Do we have to bring our scuba gear to participate in the Launceston wedding? Um, turns out all was fine and then on the on the Saturday of the wedding the most uh, crystal clear awesome weather you've ever seen just such a, a beautiful day um, you know getting married is really weird it's um I, there's nothing I can really compare it to um, because I've never done anything like it before nor do I ever plan to do anything like it again um, it's just odd it's this moment when I mean for those who are Christians, um, when we say we're getting married, we mean we're getting married to uh, one person for the rest of our lives. 
and to make that kind of a, a lifelong commitment in your 20s uh, just is mind-blowing. Um, to be able to say to someone, hey, I'm going to stick with you for the rest of my life is huge. So you put in all of this effort dealing with like, some counselling and preparing this elaborate event to celebrate this moment. Uh, and then you get to the day and it's just like, what are we doing here? Um, it's just, this is ridiculous and amazing. And, um, you know, you sit back and you look at all of the things that you've done and it's just like, man, this is, this is something else. Um, for those of you who experienced, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And for those who don't, you'll think I'm a madman. Um, but that's, that's, that's married. Uh, marriage. Uh, it's, it's just odd. Um, but so fun at the same time. Um, something really look forward to there, Paul, if you're listening to this. Um, and let me tell you about the best bit of the entire day. You're, you, you arrive at the church as the groom. You um, nervously greet the people who've managed to arrive to your ceremony early. Um, you go and stand up the front as those who are arriving on time sit down. You prepare yourself. Um, and then someone walks to the door. That's the person who is late and your heart skips a beat because you thought it, it might have been the one that will be your wife. And then that moment comes and a hush sort of falls over the room. No one says anything. Um, it just sort of happens. And there's this sort of nervous chattering amongst people that you can see, is, is the bride here or not? And as the groom, you're just standing there and you, your palms start to get sweaty and your knees go a little bit weak. And then in this one awesome moment, music starts playing uh, and this team of uh, your future wife's best friends start walking down the aisle. And then there's that moment. And that was my, my favorite bit um, where you see your bride for the first time. And that is something else, let me tell you that. It is absolutely incredible. Um, your brain doesn't know what to think. You don't know where to look. Do I look at the people who are here? Do I look at her? Do I look away? What if I cry? What if I laugh? Um, should I smile? Should I be serious? Um, and then you find that moment where you just, you know that you're with the right person. Um, and it just sinks in and you kind of go, you know what, this is, this is good. Um, for me, it got more fun after that because by the time my, my wife was about halfway up the aisle, I could see that she was three times as nervous as I was. Um, and it was really awesome just to be able to take that moment to just lock eyes with her um, and as best I can telepathically uh, let her know that everything is going to be okay um, and it's all good. Um, and that was awesome. Um, if you're not married, I highly recommend it. It's, it's well, well worth it. Um, very, very enjoyable. Also very stressful and uh, for getting ready to be married and all the wedding stuff. And then lots of hard work after that as well because let me tell you, being um, united with one person um, is not an easy thing to do. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned about relationships over the course of uh, going out with my wife and getting engaged to my wife and getting married to my wife now uh, is that we're very selfish people. Uh, very, very, very ridiculously selfish people. Um, and in the weirdest of ways, you might think that you um, are really 
you know, generous and loving, but you'll find that, you know, there are these awkward things that you are just really selfish about. Um, one of them for me was the way we use Tupperware containers. I mean, believe it or not, Tupperware containers. Who cares? Um, but the fact that, I mean, Ruth has this thing where she, when she cuts a fruit or a vegetable, um, in my mind, what you do is you then wrap it in cling wrap. Um, whereas what she'll do is she'll then put it into a Tupperware container. Um, and then we run out of Tupperware containers for other things. Um, and that was just one of the things that I found, man, this is super hard. Why do we have to put all our things in Tupperware containers? Um, just an example of how difficult marriage is. You'd never thought you'd argue with anybody about these Tupperware containers, um, but there you go. Um, and there just been heaps of little things like that, little teething problems. Don't get me wrong, marriage is amazing and I'm loving it. Um, but there are these random little things. You just think, why was I so concerned about that? I mean, that of all things, it's crazy. You know, I've really got to get Simon or Paul living in Launceston with me because these are a one-off podcast where it's just me. It's so difficult to do. Um, talking to no one, um, well, you're listening now, so I'm talking to you, but in the car, talking to no one is um, a difficult thing to do. And when you don't have anybody to like take a break with and ask questions to, it is it is difficult uh, and kind of awkward to do, if I can put it that way. Um, you just have to keep keep rambling, rambling on. Um, for those who want to sort of track where I am, um, I say I was doing this from Campbelltown to Hobart. I lie. It was from about Ross um, when I started the recording, um, basically on the dot of five, five o'clock in the afternoon. My goal is to get to Simon's house by six o'clock um, so that when I manage to get there, uh, we have a good couple hours to record and then uh, cruise on back to Launceston uh, for uni the next day. Uh, one of the joys of being a, a uni student, um, particularly a med student, where you don't really have the option of not going in. Um, what else can we talk about? Um, on the way up, I had an hour. Listen to a, another podcast by uh, Join the Bible Project. Uh, if you haven't discovered them before, check out jointhebibleproject.com. Um, they are a group of guys who put together these little short animated videos um, unpacking the Bible uh, and showing, let's see if I can get their catchphrase right, uh, their goal is to tell the story of the Bible as a unified story and that points to Jesus. Um, and they make these little videos um, that uh, go through the books of the Bible and explain those. They also do some little theme videos that explain some of the big uh, overarching themes that run through the Bible, the, uh, the threads that kind of hold everything together. Um, and they started doing that a couple of years ago now. Um, and then through the success, I guess, of it, uh, they've branched out to a bunch of other things. They do some question and answer videos or question and response videos, they call it, um, on YouTube now. They, they run those live. Um, they're also um, making these posters. So as part of what they discovered, the best way to tell the story was to get people to read the story themselves. Um, so they're, they're working on this Read the Bible pro, uh, series where they uh, make these little videos that explain and unpack the books really well for not just as a way to, uh, I guess, start uh, understand them and what they are, 
uh, but as an invitation to go in and read and have a, a background of what's going on in that book. Um, so as a part of that, when they draw out uh, these videos, they're left with this beautiful sort of uh, summary artwork uh, of the books that are, they've been um, doing posters of those for quite a while now. Um, and one of the, the favourite things that they've been doing now for, for about a year um, that I love is their, their podcast, um, where they take the discussions that the, the two main guys, uh, Timothy Mackey, who's a, a PhD and Hebrew scholar, uh, and John Collins, who's a, an art uh, media guru, um, they, they take their discussions that they have in putting together these videos uh, and record them and uh, invite us into the process behind understanding all of the nuances in whatever that video was about um, so that we can kind of, I guess, go deeper than what the video had. At the moment, they're working on a, a series uh, on the wisdom literature of the Bible, um, which is the books of uh, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. Um, and for anybody who's ever tried to read any of those books, they are... A, a, a bit of a step out of what you expect from normal Bible books. Um, Proverbs is this this book uh, about um, almost like an Aesop's fable. Um, there's all these little wise sayings that, that tell you about how uh, life should be. Um, and Ecclesiastes is the the musings of this like jaded uh, king who's kind of experimented with. Uh, all the things that life can offer and comes up in the end with uh, what is often recorded in the Bible is everything is meaningless. He just gets to the conclusion that, you know what, sometimes life doesn't make sense uh, and it, it doesn't doesn't fit with how it was supposed to be. Uh, and then Job is this crazy story um, about this, this man uh, who God blessed richly, uh, who had everything, and you get this insight into this spiritual... Uh, discussion between God and the devil or Satan um, about Job, um, where God kind of allows uh, Satan to to test Job, um, and he says, "Do whatever you want to him, but just don't kill Job." Um, so the book details this like elaborate testing of Job, where he loses all of his crops, all of his children, uh, and his own personal health, um, and. It knocks him sideways. And then the rest of the book kind of talks through Job's experience of loss. Um, and he has some friends who, well, friends who try to help him, but they're not super helpful. Um, but they were there, which is cool. Um, and then God steps in and talks to Job directly um, as a really nice way of summing up, in my mind at least, the overarching understanding of what is wisdom um, from the Bible what is wisdom in God, um, and how are we supposed to, as humans created by God living in this world, supposed to understand life? Um, the, the podcast I was listening to today um, was about oh, the first part on the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, you can check it out on, on their podcast if you want to join the Bible Project. Um, there's a link on our page from a thing I did previously. I think it's under the Theology Sessions videos. Um, check that out. Um, and they were just sort of unpacking the idea of the word um, meaningless, um, which I thought was really helpful, because I don't know if, if you've ever read um, the book of Ecclesiastes, you often kind of get that impression that 
you know, everything is meaningless, 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 meaningless. Um, it really, like, just wipes you out. It leaves you feeling like, you know what, life is actually pointless. Um, which is really tough. Um, we did a, a study on that uh, in the University Fellowship of Christians, uh, a group that um, kind of does Christian uni work at uh, the University of Tasmania in Hobart um, a couple of years back uh, on the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, and I was one of the, the small group uh, leaders at the time uh, with some bunch of uh, guys that lived up in uh, one of the residential colleges there. And it was the most depressing Bible study I've ever run. Uh, I made the mistake of trying to work through Ecclesiastes. I, I, I had a look at the book and I was like, there are 12 chapters, how perfect. We can do one chapter a week um, and it would be awesome. Uh, and the first 11 chapters of it, going through the book of Ecclesiastes were just the most depressing Bible study ever. It's just examples of how life sucks sometimes and how his conclusion is everything is meaningless. Um, and let me tell you, it was I, I saw the numbers in the group slowly decline over the year as people just got sick of uh, coming along to this Bible study where this this uh, young fella who's all keen about the Bible kept telling them how, how, how messed up life was. Um, but this podcast unpacked that idea of the word meaningless. Um, and I, I want to I take a couple of minutes just to share that with you because I thought it was really helpful. Um, the the original Hebrew word um, is is hevel. Um, hevel, not hell, not heavy, hevel. Um, like a combination of those two. Uh, and, yeah, so when he, when he talks about it, like everything is hevel, 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 hevel. Um, the... The, the meaning of that word um, translates uh, literally as as smoke. Um, there's that verse in I want to say James, um, but I could be wrong, where it says that life is like a, a mist or a vapor that's there in the morning, but then by the afternoon is gone. Um, that that bit there uses the word hevel as well, um, and he uses that that word in there um, and uh, Tim Mackey kind of unpacked um, that that concept of, of the word hevel um, and, and rather than thinking of it as everything is meaningless thinking of it as everything is smoke um, and like life is not really smoke um, and like in the in the context of the verse uh, where it talks about life is like smoke it's talking about how um, life goes by so quickly. Like, you, one day, you are, uh, even in my life, one day I started university, I was an 18-year-old man, young, straight out of uh, college, and then what seems like uh, only a, a blink of an eye away, now I'm in my, in my oh, probably not in my mid-20s, I would say early 20s still. I think I'm still in the early 20s. But I'm married, I've moved, I've nearly finished my degree, and that all seems to have happened in the, in the blink of an eye. Uh, and that's only four years, or five years now, I think. Wow, that went way quicker than I thought. Uh, and you talk to people who are much older than I am, and they say, yeah, like, think about that, but then imagine you one day you're getting married, and then you have kids, and then they're leaving home. And all of that goes by in a blink of a light. It's just like uh, a wisp of smoke that you see there for a moment, and then it just disappears away. 
and that's that's one interpretation of of this word hevel. Um, but in the book of Ecclesiastes, that that kind of interpretation doesn't really fit, um, which is why they haven't written that everything is a vapor, um, because it's not kind of saying that you know when life gets turned on its head um, and good people lose out, and when bad people get rewarded, that it's just a quick thing and it disappears quickly. Um, because it's not. Sometimes, over lifetimes, good people suffer. Um, it's it's not getting it, that intention of the meaning that's like things just go by so quickly. It's getting the intention, I guess, a further metaphor within that, um, which is that um, life is, is like uh, a smoke screen. Um, or uh, illusions made by smoke where you see something and you know how it should be and you know that that should be solid um, and things should work out just the right way especially if I do this, that and the other but then when you go to reach out to grab that um, you find that it's it's just smoke it's just an illusion uh, and it all falls apart and um, that, that concept of the idea of this, that life is, I think you used the word paradox. Uh, I like the word, um, I don't like the word illusion because that kind of gets into the whole matrix kind of things. But the idea that life is not the way it should be, um, which I guess really helps because it really ties into the rest of the biblical narrative that God created life to be a certain way and they contrast this with Proverbs a lot because Proverbs talks about the way that life should be. That people who fear God and look to Him for the answers will do well in life, they'll get rewarded, and things will be sweet. Um, and that's how God created the earth to be. That it would work in the way that He created it. But then what we actually find out is, as the experience of being in the world is that life isn't like that. Um, because it's a bit messed up. Um, and, I mean, that's, that idea of Ecclesiastes just pointing that out is really helpful in saying, you know what? It's okay for life to be just a little bit messed up. It's okay for life to be um, not quite right because, you know what? We're not living in a world that is exactly the way that it should be. We're living in a world that is expecting the way it should be and that can look back on the way that it was but is at the moment in a way that is a little bit messed up. Um, so they haven't finished their, their Proverbs series. Um, they've still got to um, finish going through it. Um, they've only done part one of, of two parts. Um, but I'm expecting it to kind of look like um, they're kind of opening up the book of Ecclesiastes and saying, when you look into Ecclesiastes, you get, you get a picture of the way the world is. Not the way the world should be. Not the way the world will be when Christ returns and, and establishes his perfect rule, but a way of understanding the world as it is now, um, and a really refreshing look at the reality of being a Christian, being someone who wants to honour God, but living in a world that isn't quite right yet. Um, the idea that, you know, sometimes even honouring God will not get you very far in this world. Sometimes the people who don't deserve rewards will get them. Um, and I find that really nice. I'm really looking forward to uh, their video of Job, uh, the book of Job, when that comes out 
uh, because I, I personally love the book of Job. Um, I, I don't know if I've said this before in podcasts, but I love working in mental health. Um, it's my passion, um, partly because um, it's such a privileged position to be able to sit with someone in their lowest of low moments um, and be the one to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be here with you um, and let's let's work at this together. Uh, let me offer you a hand of help. Uh, and as a Christian, it's, it's a huge way for me to say, you know what? When I was in my lowest of low moments, when I realized who I was and the fact that I had rejected God, I turned around and saw that God was the one putting his hand out and saying, hey, let me sit with you. Let me offer my hand and pull you out of this. Uh, and it's my opportunity to say, hey, let me do this for you, what God had done for me in a practical way. And my hope is that one day I'll be able to share with you what's happened to me, not just in a physical sense or a, a mental state, um, but what's happened to me in a spiritual sense uh, is that someone who is far greater than I am uh, sat down beside me and said, let me, let me take your hand and walk you out of this. Uh, but the other side uh, of mental health that I love is, is, is sitting with people in uh, grief. And I know a lot of people don't like grief, uh, funnily enough. I know a lot of people find that, that hard, but one of my favorite things is to be able to unpack the, the grief of life. Um, and Job is, is a book in the Bible um, that really puts the concept of grief uh, to the test. And I, I love the way that Job um, goes through what he's going through and all the lessons that can be drawn out of the things that come from that. Um, the idea that, you know, sometimes just being there and not saying anything is, is a better idea than trying to come up with the best solutions. Otherwise, it just might sound like one of Job's idiot friends. Um, sometimes when you are grieving, it's okay to sit and to be sad. Sometimes it's even okay to not know what's going on. Um, and from the book of Job is where I draw my most helpful uh, thing, which for a Christian is basically where I would draw the, my, my source of life, is the fact that God is the one who's in control uh, and he is a solid rock that does not change, that does not move. And even when the world falls apart around you, uh, God is steadfast. He doesn't change. Uh, he's always reliable uh, and his intentions for you are something great. Uh, and the fact that as a Christian I can rely on that, um, sitting through grief and helping someone else to to come to that conclusion as well is so cool. Um, so I'm really looking forward to their their, book, their video uh, on the book of Job coming out. Um, if you haven't, uh, they have some really good uh, videos, so you should check them out. Um, some really good helpful explanations of some biblical themes as well, um, which really, uh, I guess, help uh, correct some of the misconceptions that um, Christians today have about the Bible. Um, and when I say this, I don't mean this that I'm somehow ex exempt from this. Uh, I had the same misconceptions, um, which has been really helpful to kind of go, ah, oh, that's kind of what they were talking about when, when we're talking about heaven and hell. That's not really what I understood from Sunday school. 
Um, so yeah, check check them out. I I highly highly recommend it. I'm just realising now that my throat is getting really dry and I don't really have any water around. So this might be a bit of a, a long long drive, but we'll see how we're going. Uh, right now the sun has definitely set. Oh, not definitely. I can still see blue in the sky, uh, but yeah, things are getting dark. My lights are on. Uh, very nicely the roads are empty, which I love. There's nothing greater than just sort of driving at night, um, or in the day even, just on an empty road. It's a really good opportunity to just stop and collect your thoughts, uh, and just think things through. I mean, just nice. Love, love some driving. Still driving uh, my, my new Astra. I haven't had any accidents. I'll have you know since my last one. Thank you very much. I've been working extra hard at not driving and sleeping at the same time. Uh, I really don't recommend that at all. What else could I talk about? Today, I believe, also is Paul's birthday. Um, so if you're listening to this, you've missed Paul's birthday. Um, hopefully you, you caught him at the right time uh, and, and said happy birthday to him. Um, but we're hoping to throw a, a little bit of a freebies on party for him, uh, which we might do a little bit of live streaming, I reckon. Maybe not of the birthday, though, maybe of one of our episodes. I've discovered that on Facebook you can do a live stream now. Um, so yeah, we're gonna. I think I'm thinking we might we might try and experiment uh, with that tonight and see see how it goes. Um, you'll have to let us know. I mean, you won't hear this until well after that's come out, I imagine. But you have to let us know what you think of the live streaming process, uh, if it's any good. Uh, we're probably not going to give any warning for this one either. So, uh, if you're lucky, you'll catch it. Because, um, well, it's Monday, and it'll be 6 o'clock when I get there, hopefully. And we normally release an episode on Monday at 6 o'clock, so hopefully having a live stream will, will appease you. Um, let's just overtake this truck. Zip in around him. Trucks are really hard to overtake, especially when they're on corners, because you can't see any of the signs as you're going past. So you're just going to kind of go on blind hope and knowledge of the roads that you are overtaking at a good point uh, and you're not going to kill yourself, um, which is terrifying sometimes. Really getting dark now, I can't actually see anything on the road. This is the, uh, the prime time for the animals. But I haven't seen any yet, which is a, a good something. Excuse me. Had a, uh, a quarter pounder with bacon uh, before. I didn't get a chance to eat lunch today. So that was my sneaky lunch as I was driving. And um, it's been a while since I've had some Maccas. So it's sitting a bit funny. Um, I mean, really nice to savour those tasty goodnesses that is a quarter pounder. But yeah. Um, when you haven't had Maccas for a while. And you've been not really doing the fast food for a while either. Uh, things just don't sit quite the way they used to. Maybe it's a, a sign that I should start eating Maccas and other fast food things regularly. Probably not a bad idea. Um, what else is new? What can I tell you about? Oh, we did a uh, an episode on budgeting uh, a little while back. Um, hopefully you've listened to it. Um, it's, it was a good episode. 
I, I enjoyed it. I said that I had zero budget. I'm proud to say that today I have a budget. Uh, Ruth and I decided that as married people we should probably work out some kind of budget to help guide our spending. Uh, so last Saturday we sat down, we found a, a nice little app uh, and program to help us along the way and um, put a little budget together which uh, is so far going, going pretty well. Um, uh, using a, a program for those of you who are looking for budget programs called Money Brilliant. It um, sucks all your, your data off your credit cards and, and savings, whatever else you have in the bank. Um, and doesn't like have access to your cards or anything, it just reads the data. Um, and um, kind of collates all that information for you and then like assigns it into categories based on what it thinks it is. And you can go through and change those categories and um, even make some of your own categories. Um, and then once you've sort of set that up and had a look through and I double checked it all for about, I mean, you, you go back about, um, they recommend doing three months, but I did six, um, which in, in the long didn't take too long because most of it auto, auto categorizes. Um, but then that sort of feeds into the budgeting uh, side of it. So like when we clicked on make a budget, it was like, here is what we think your income is. And you're like, yes, that is what our income is. Good job. Um, and then it kind of shows you what you've been spending um, over the last uh, three months um, as an average of what your budget window is, um, which is really handy to kind of see, man, we've been spending like 300 bucks a fortnight on groceries, so we should probably drop that down to like 200 bucks or 250. So we did that a couple of things. A couple of things we were like, we're not really um, giving enough and as much money as we thought we were. Let's Let's maybe bump that up. Um, and it would be really, really helpful in setting up a budget. So I recommend checking that out if you are keen to do a budget. Uh, money brilliant. Uh, it's free um, unless you want special fancy features. Um, but I'm a bit of a features guy. Uh, I love my features. And I haven't found that it's missing too much in the free version. So yeah, check that out if you're there. A lot of people used to recommend the ANZ um, money software uh, that you can use for it. doesn't know which bank you were with. Um, but that's apparently closed down uh, just last month. So money brilliant, next best option. So if you were thinking about going to ANZ, so to let you know, that's closed. Get on money brilliant, it's great. Um, what else is new that I can tell you the wonderful people about? Let's give you some podcast news. Um, Theology Sessions has been on a break while I've been getting married. I'm planning to bring that back, hopefully soon. Um, this next series I'm going to do, I'm hoping to do on predestination. Not really sure how it's going to go, but fingers crossed it works out alright. Uh, and it ends up being a nice uh, little series expounding on uh, what the Bible teaches about predestination. I'm not going to give you the answers because, well, I don't know them. Um, in fact, I think most people don't know the answers. Uh, they just have ideas. Uh, but my goal is to kind of present the ideas and have a chat about them. So that's going to be the next series from that. Uh, you can probably expect that sometime, I want to say, over the next month. Maybe the next two months. Um, we'll see how we go. Um, so you can expect that coming up. Episodes of the main Three Views on podcast are going to continue, same as always. Um, I think we're planning to drop some more sermons 
um, that we've preached over a while. I know Simon hasn't preached anywhere, so if he does, we'll, we'll chuck one of his up. Uh, but Paul and I have a few s- sneaky somewhere on someone's church website, um, which we might download and upload to our podcast. If you're interested in listening to us preach, um, fair warning though, um, I am not a preacher by trade, so my preaching can be average sometimes. I've got some alright feedback from some people, um, so maybe it's alright, um, but yeah, be warned, I'm definitely not someone who does this for a living, so um, don't expect amazing things, but if you're after some three views on um, theology content, um, where one of us speaks to a live audience and you hear it again later, um, yeah, check that out. Um, the those ones will be there. Uh, Paul's plugging away his blog, um, which has been largely successful. So if you haven't had a chance, to check that out. Oh, now I've got to remember the link. Uh, I think it's less to life uh, dot com, maybe. Oh, or there's got to be less to life. I don't know. The link's on our page, um, or you can check out less to life on uh, Facebook. I think it's a Facebook page. You know what? Paul has come a long way in being able to uh, run a podcast, manage a Facebook page, do blog posts. Um, you know, Trivia's on has, has done done well for him, and he's doing a really good job with it. Um, so check out check out that blog. Um, it's pretty amazing. You can probably expect a, a Three Views On episode about uh, his blog coming out soon as well. Uh, I imagine we'll... Um, well, actually, maybe it'll already be out. Who knows? Who knows when this one will get published? Um, so that's probably going to happen. Um, what else is happening in Three Views on Land? Uh, like I said before, we're going to try a bit of live streaming when we catch up. Um, hopefully that works out. Sneaky episodes will still be sneaky. You'll never know when they're coming or where they're coming from. We, we're yet to do a Three View Reviews on, and I know we've talked about it before, and I know that we've said we're definitely going to do them, um, but we haven't actually managed to coordinate doing one yet. So let's hope that they come out sometime in the near future. Uh, the three reviews, that's really hard to say, three reviews on, uh, hopefully coming soon. Um, and yeah, hoping to do a bit more work on the website. Uh, it's a bit of a mess at the moment because I had to half tweak something and then never got around to finishing it. Um, so keep an eye on that. Next time I get a bit of a a break. I reckon I'll jump on and do a bit more editing. Um, just want to add some more images to the pages. Um, maybe revitalize the theme a little bit. Um, and just optimize a few things to make the, uh, the site run a bit better. Because uh, when we when we first put together the Three Views on podcast, we were, well, to be honest, we were expecting maybe to do three episodes and then for the whole thing to crash and burn. Um, after that, when we got the website, we were thinking, yeah, we might get to 40 or 50. Um, now that we're sitting, you know, upwards of that, um, with multiple different types of shows and, um, you know, actually, you know, you guys are still loving it and we're still loving putting it together. Um, we're thinking, you know, maybe we should actually start rethinking how we, we set up the infrastructure in the beginning. Um, so maybe, uh, expect some updates on the website. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask around, but haven't got around to doing yet, is um, how people are listening to the podcast. 
We know you can get it on iTunes. You know you can listen to it on 3viewson.com. A lot of people don't know that you can listen to it on Stitcher, uh, which is another podcast hosting app. Um, You can listen to it from Podbean itself. uh, And you can also plug the the RSS feed, um, which is what where the podcast... If you know about RSS feeds, you know what I'm talking about. If not, don't worry about it. It's another way to find. But you can plug that into uh, whatever you would like. Um, and, um, and run it from there. But I want to know, is there somewhere you'd like the podcast to be um, but have found that it isn't? Um, let us know. We can try and put it there. Um, and, I don't know, maybe get it, get it up and running for you guys. We want to make it as easy as possible. So if you find a, a podcast host uh, that you like and, and they'll let us host there or send the link so they can run it through theirs, let us know. We're more than happy to look into it. No promises, though. Some of them charge money, I've discovered. Um, they say, if you want us to host your podcast, you'll pay us $50 a month. And we're like, yeah, no thanks. Because um, iTunes works, and so does Stitcher. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for an app, um, either of those will work. Um, there are a couple good ones on the on the Microsoft Store as well, if you're a Microsoft phone user. Um, my brother and I have actually just 